We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. All right. Hello. Welcome. Good morning. How is how is everybody? <laughs> well, let's let's be honest, since we kind of keep it real here. It is it is a we're starting off today with some heavy shit. All of us this week have had um, big things on our plate mm-hmm. that have required lots of patience and self kindness and saying what the fuck a few times. Not punching somebody in the nuts. Yeah, it's all of us are carrying some heavy stuff this week. And sometimes you have to say, I don't have room right now. And so today, Suze called us and said, guys, I don't have room right now. And so, you know what, that's just how it is. Sometimes you just don't have room. And sometimes we'll reschedule. And we all say, you know what, we'll do it tomorrow or do it today. But this, honestly, over the next week, I think all of us just have a lot going on. So we're here. We're podcasting. Suze is doing the things she needs to do. And Kim and I are here. Mm-hmm. So yeehaw. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's kind of like a doula reprieve. Sometimes you just have to spell. You have to just, you know, pick up so that someone else can sit down, you know? Yep. Yep. True. Absolutely. All right. So what's going on in your world? Uh, Anything? Do we have like happy stories to start this week anything positive that's going on my daughter's a much happier individual right now because her semester has ended or her quad semester has ended so she's got a little bit more pep in her step cheers (laughs) exactly yeah my kids my high school age kid is really excited because weirdly because they have announced that in i think it's a week and a half uh, she can return to in-person classrooms for half time, which shockingly, if anyone knows my kid, um, peopling is not her strong suit, but um, it doesn't, it's generally speaking, not conducive to her learning things, enjoying herself, etc. But just that short amount of time, like the four hours a week spent in class is enough for her to get the information she needs directly from a human to a human to be able to go home and apply it. So this online, exclusively online stuff has been a huge struggle for her. And although we gave her the full out to just stop going to school, pick up hobbies that she loves to deal with the pandemic and stuff like that, she chose to stay in in in-person classes. So the announcement that they're going back and at any given time in my daughter's school, only 10% of the kids will be there. So she that was really exciting for her too because she feels okay about going back safety wise as well mm-hmm. does she have friends that are going back as well or um i would say acquaintances because we haven't been here this that long before the pandemic hit oh right yeah um, like we we had just moved to mississauga uh, the year before and she was just getting to know people and she's in a specialized asd program as well um so yes, yeah, she's only got a couple of acquaintances. She's still very, very close to all of her people back in Ajax. Right. Um, Megan is almost 16 and she's had the same boyfriend since she was 12. And uh, yeah, they're still going strong. 
her friendships from Ajax are still going very strong. So well, that's good. Yeah. Oh. And of course, God. now the norm is to meet virtually anyways. So she can certainly connect. Yeah. And it not be weird. Yeah, because before all of this, our badass kids for as much as we were like you know ease up on the screen time ease up on the screen time this was right? their preparation for pandemic exactly <laughs> like and now and we, now we course, sound so aged now at the beginning of the pandemic they're like you know you can ease you can ease up on you know you know making them not have screen time like that's okay I'm like bitch i never did that like my kids have to be able to learn to regulate themselves so Whatever screen time you need, you just do what you need to do. I'm not, I've got enough on my plate without micromanaging your life. I can't, I can't do that too. So, and now they're like, oh my God, I don't want to look at another screen. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Don't. <laughs> it sucks. It's like being let loose in a chocolate factory. You can only get so far and you're like, I need a break. I mean, a buffet <laughs> seems like a really good idea at the time until you're actually, you know, the third time through it. <laughs> oh, I guess and you still got four tables to go. I'm guessing a buffet is probably the one of the dying things that will happen because of a pandemic. Those you know what? Niece, Blowing out birthday fields. candles. Huh? Are we ever going to blow out birthday candles at a birthday party again? No, you saw what we did <laughs> with the with the, the birth ball. Uh, yep. Lower, that's how we that's how we blew out the candles last time but i mean i don't if my son wants to blow out his we live in the same house it's not like it's blow out your birthday candles i don't know who can, and i think we'll get to a point too where it's not going to be about covid anymore like it, right now what what's about covid is is we're not wanting everyone to get it at the same time but it's a virus we're gonna get it you know it's just like when the when every other, like we're, we could get the flu, we can get a cold, we can get all sorts of things by virus. Um, and we might know we have it or we might not know we have it. Um, but if I get the like vaccine, the cold, like sometimes if I get the vaccine and I get COVID, a mild yeah. version of COVID, fair enough. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm, I'm okay with that. What I don't want is COVID where I'm spreading it to other people and killing them. Like, what? Yeah, please don't do that, Kim. Please don't do that. I just want to be able to, I just want to be able to feel comfortable going out without, you know, two people blocking a, a grocery store aisle and me going, oh, I'm not going to risk that for cookies and then go around into the other side. <laughs> like, and then just come at it from the other, from the other direction. Yeah, like the the way I grocery shop now is like, okay, how many people are in this aisle? Oh, that's too big of a risk. Let's go down to the next aisle. Yeah, I don't really need anything down here, but I'm going to go because there isn't anybody in there. That's right. And I need to get to the meat section that's at the back of that aisle anyway. So we'll use this aisle. Oh, <laughs> it's like traffic. It, it is. <laughs> I mean, I just thank God that the grocery store doesn't have those like arrows in it where you have to follow the arrow because- First off, I follow the arrow and nobody else does, which true pisses me off. And the 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 stupid part is when I go to the liquor store and keep in mind I don't drink, so I'm in this liquor store for other people. 
the scotch in this one particular liquor store is down an aisle that's coming at me when I walk in. So now I got to walk up another aisle to come back down this aisle. Like, I feel like a rat in a maze sometimes, just like being led by, you know, like this is how, this is how we evolve, I suppose, that we're becoming little rats and mazes, following little lines to get the things that we want. Or not. I feel Are you like cursing it. at the dog? I but, am yeah. cursing at the dog. He's licking. <laughs> it's annoying. His hair is just blown up. He went through a period of time where he was losing all his hair and then it stopped. And I thought, great. Now he's losing it again and it's fucking everywhere. <sighs> Your poor vacuum. Right. If I had one of those like expensive Dyson ones, it would probably crumble and cry under the under the the, the sheer exhaustion it would go through just from vacuuming up dog hair. A Roomba, it would quit. <laughs> so Roomba quit. would pack, we would package shit up, and it would fucking move out. Be like, uh, sorry, <laughs> you're on your own. Oh, good God. Yeah. So before, I guess we've got our land acknowledgement and we've got our topic for today. We do. Which is Are you doing the, the land joy of the doula scam. Right. I'm just going to. What are you looking for? Uh, am I doing the, I did it last week. Are you doing it or? Yes. I just, I need to pull it up because it's usually on my phone, but now that I'm using my phone for the camera, I'm going to pull it up. If I can find it. In theory, I suppose it was Suzanne's. <laughs> it was Suzanne's turn to do it. I can do it if you want. Suzanne's got shit to do. Yes, so we hear. All right. So do you want me to do it? I can do it. That's all right. I got my I got one here. But I need to, I think what we were talking about the other week was adding our personalized touch. And my personalized touch is on my phone. So I have to stop saving my shit to my phone and put it down so that I can actually do it. That's why I printed mine off. So today, that's what I need to do. I think I need to just put it up on my bulletin board in my my office here. In your brand new office. So today is the 4th of February. And I'd like to begin by, what's that? I said your brand new office. Did, did you say you're freezing? Oh, yes, up. my brand new office. Um, it's it's starting to feel like like a space I can use, so that's good. So I would like to begin by acknowledging the land on which we, we gather, the land on which my new office is in, so I can work and feed my family and gather information and support families, um, and which the P- region appeal operates as well is part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. For thousands of years, indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, the Huron-Wendat, the Haudenosaunee, and the Ojibwe Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We're grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give respect to its first inhabitants and its true inhabitants. 
let us do better and let us get clean water to everyone who needs it. Absolutely. Good Lord. Working on blowing up the phones of people who can make that happen. I'm sure our government is hearing lots from many people on many things right now, but this can't be put to the side. People need friggin' water. They need electricity. And um, being Canadians, we are always spout off about how we take care of people coming into our country, but we're not taking care of the very people who are the actual initial inhabitants, the very first Canadians have, if you will, um, and we have not taken care of them in the way they need to be taken care of. Um, yeah, after all the shit we did, basically. Water is a human right. I mean, that's, Water. it's ridiculous. We can do better. So difficult if you're listening to this, find out who is dealing with this. Call your MPP, call your local leaders, uh, blow up somebody's phone. And I don't mean attack the individual. I mean, be clear on what it is you're wanting from them to pull up when they go to the next assembly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yet we have, you know, I'm not sure this mic is working very well. Um, I can hear you just fine. You know, there's feels like, feels like there's feedback. Anyways, um, we have many uh, more, almost half of our listeners are from the United States. And we talk about um, indigenous rights and whatnot on this podcast. We do the land acknowledgement every, every time, but that's not a, that's not just simply a Canadian issue. Um, the United States has their own you know, issues with indigenous uh, rights. So go, if you don't know what the issues are, find out. I mean, there's a lot going on in the States right now. I mean, we totally understand. But maybe while this massive shift is happening, maybe we can throw that in as well, right? Let's throw, Why not? Let's throw in some rights for some for the indigenous peoples of this of this continent, um, not just the Canadian and contain the Canadian indigenous peoples. We can do better. We can. So today our, I guess, light and fluffy slight, I want to say slightly comedic, but that would upset some people as well is the art of the doula scam. Now, what is a doula scam? Well, there's a couple of different scammy type things. One is monetary and one is fetishy. Yes, it literally is a fetish. It is, it is a common fetish. It, uh, and doulas are often the ones, it's not just doulas, midwives, birth workers of a variety of, of uh, or sometimes uh, scammers or fetishists will look up will find pictures of someone who's pregnant and message them and say, I'm a fellow parent and I'm a fellow mom and I'm in early labor or I'm, I'm past my due date, what should I do? It's not just doulas who are at the end of this. Other parents who are vis visually pregnant online or with new babies often get these messages as well, these unwanted messages. Um, but yeah, it's a fetish and it almost always begins with I am in early labor. How do I get the baby out? Or my partner is in early labor. How do I know that it's time for the baby to come out? Or and what 
or they're, you know, we're past our due date. We're over 40 weeks. How can we get this baby out? Like that's, that's kind of a big one. So for the, so this is a fetish Mm -hmm. and I'm not here to fetish shame anybody. If that's your fetish, dude, rock that fetish, embrace it. But the problems we're having, this is the huge problem I have with this is a, it's a waste of my time because it certainly isn't my fetish. Um, and it's being done without consent. Yep. Like anything you are an individual is trying to lure you in to a conversation that is beneficial to them without a consent or monetary, like sharing money in order to get that service. Um, some doulas are happy to answer those questions too. It's like, I'm not playing into the fetish so much as I am answering legitimate questions that you're asking me. Um, and if that's getting your rocks off, eh, it's getting your rocks off, but you're going to send me $1,200 through PayPal right now, or through EMT to secure my services, to answer questions about your birth. That's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I had the, this one individual who came back to me three different times, all within like a period of a couple months saying the same thing. And my answer was always the same thing. In order, uh, Thank you for reaching out. Um, who is your care provider? Uh, they're, of course, they're never local to you. They never want you to come. Um, they're just and and those, are the, those are the keys, right? So how, right. To, how to determine whether it's a scam or not a scam. Right. Because, you know, you might get valid clients, you know, messaging you to say, hey, you know, I am approaching my due date. Um, You know, we want to look into doula services. How can you help me? That probably isn't a scam. (laughs) Right. But how do you know the difference? Yes, be mindful. Yeah. We see on Facebook, you know, I've seen people do screenshots on Facebook of, you know, well, I got another scam and they're putting it up and it's like, Ooh, how did you know that one was a scam? Because that actually doesn't feel like one. Like there's been a couple of times where it's like, are you sure? Like, did you just like totally piss off some poor birthing parent that was looking for help and support? And now she think now they think you're a lunatic. <laughs> yes. And here's the thing too, is it often comes through Facebook you know, um, I have gotten texts before and stuff. And that was back when my phone number was listed on doula match. Yes. So the, um, a lot of them come from doula match actually. Yes. So in, uh, but uh, on Facebook, I think they are literally just scrolling to see who is in particular pregnancy, like they'll hashtag pregnancy or hashtag doula or anything along those lines related in order to access your information or access anybody who could participate in this fetishist act. Um, and they're trying to get it for free. That's the scam. You can't get it for free. Or actually, well, that's not true. Yes, you can, because we've also seen in our discussions, a lot of the younger doulas who will do the same thing, screenshot it and say, and put it up and say, I keep answering this person and telling them they need to talk to their care provider. I don't want to lose a client. How do I manage this? And that's where 
some of the more seasoned doulas will be able to pop up and say, yes, so this is a scam. They are trying to engage you in fetishist behavior uh, without consent and without paying you. Mm -hmm. So you can either uh, block them or you can let them know how much your fee is and have them send it ahead. Yeah. And reinforce that you can't give any physical descriptions of things that they can do. You can, again, refer them to their care provider. So um, that is some of the, it's almost like a welcome to doula hood when you get your first scam. <laughs> and isn't it funny? I, I've been a doula for like almost 15 years and actually have never had this happen to me. But Ever. you did only, it, well, it, it came to the two, it did though. It came to our, you and Suzanne and I were out to lunch at Jack Astor's. I, or I think it was Suzanne that was with us. I'm going to say yes. We were out at Jack Astor's, but it came through the Toronto Doula Group um, Facebook Messenger. Do you remember that? We were sitting at the table and it, this was the first time it had happened to either one of us. It was a long time ago and he kept asking how to check for dilation. And you kept saying, what the fuck is this guy asking about checking dilation? His partner can check herself or that you can call your midwife. I don't know. And, uh, Oh and finally, Suzanne was like, just shut him down or whoever the other person, I'm going to say it was Suzanne, but I remember you specifically because I remember you're being like, what is wrong with this person? I don't remember We've that already... at all. My God. I think the pandemic brain dumped a whole lot of shit out of my head. It's like, I can't, I can't, you don't need this anymore. So we're just going to put it over there. So if you got one today, how, how would you handle it? So, I mean, I, I would ask questions. I would say, you know, so when are you due? Who is your care provider? And then if it was something that was not local to me, which again is kind of one of those things, I would say, yep. sorry, can't help you, but, you know, check somewhere else for, you know, check, do a Google search on, you know, doulas in your area and good luck because I don't want to, I don't want to do, I don't want to deal with any of that. Granted, I love answering questions and I love educating and I love doing that stuff, but I'm not going to get dragged into that because as you say, there's no consent there. And I don't, if you're sitting there getting your rocks off while I answer your, answer these ridiculous questions, that doesn't, that makes me feel icky. I get and that. I, I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not into that. So piss off. I think the, I would definitely just to double check, confirm by sending forward my payment information and see where it goes from there. Um, I also might at this point, just call somebody out directly and say, you know, I, I understand what you're doing is, you know, trying to engage me in some uh, fetishist exchange here. Uh, there are services that play into that. Um, hell, who knows, maybe I'll even look up some services that offer birth related fetish behavior and be able to pass that along to them but Jesus uh Christ. Look at you. <laughs> well i'm going to try and help no fuck that noise no i can refer you to <laughs> they can find that crap out on their own a simple fucking google search will give them that information jesus christ it's like people going online going um i don't know where to get uh blah blah i don't know how to is this a rash fucking talk to your doctor. What the hell? I go on Facebook. 
I don't know why I still go on Facebook. I've been talking about this for a year. I don't know why I go on goddamn Facebook, but it's like, I need some help looking for um, uh, daycares in my area. Google? They're not even asking for recommendations for good ones. They're just looking for general in their area. Google? Go on. Google search. You want, there's an entire dark web for all the fetishes that you want. Go there. Find all this stuff out. Don't, don't be facilitator of that. What the hell? No. No. I have been set straight by, no. <laughs> by Kimberly herself. Like, I mean, well, yeah, there's, I being, there's being nice and saying, you know what? I'm really not into this. Like, good luck to you, you know? And then there's like helping to facilitate that and, and being a resource for that. Where does it end? Like, are they going to come back to you? Okay, I'm looking for this now, blah, blah, blah. Can you help me out here? How much time did you waste finding that resource for them that you didn't get paid for? Talking about getting paid for things, right? Yes. I am all about getting paid for things. I am all about getting paid for things. You want to pay me $1,300 to talk about birth? Fine. At this point, I'm barely making ends meet. So I have no problem sitting over there, you know, describing crowning to you fine but that thirteen hundred dollars <laughs> better be sitting in my bank account exactly get that cash up front um this actually could be a new line of business during the pandemic yeah because I mean, we're not the only ones how cheap are these fetish people where they're you know they're trying to get this crap for free no no this is a business you're gonna have to pay this for this yep Although dueling might be a business and be a calling, it doesn't mean I'm not going to charge you for my knowledge. Exactly. We're not all those, you know, earthy hippie people that are doing it just for the love of it. No, we, we feed our kids with this money. So don't be wasting my time when I could be talking to somebody who will pay $1,300 for my services. Absolutely. I do love how so many doulas are going on the different sites to say here's the current name my recent scammer is using because they it's almost like they will use up a name for a period of time amongst a group of doulas and then they'll create a new account so there's bob another and mary. thing bob yeah. and mary <laughs> bob and mary um dennis i've had dennis um and um what is interesting is i'm going to say this is likely um males who are doing this because it is often that they are talking about helping their partner get the baby out helping the birthing person get the baby out um and they want to know about dilation yes and crowning and how to know and basically they're they're wanting permission to be led to asking them to check their partner um or if they're coming as the as the birthing person asking them to check their own cervical dilation they want direct instructions as to how to do that and, and the thing is, again, like, this is not part of a doula scope for one thing so if anybody no. out there is you know somebody who is doing this as a fetish this isn't part of our scope of practice anyways we shouldn't be telling you yes that. so you're not going to get the answers that you want so you need to be contacting midwives <laughs> not us you do need to be contacting midwives 
Um, I have all the midwives just went. All the midwives just went. God, thanks a lot. We just we just pawned them off on you. Um, There was recently a one where, and I haven't heard of this one for a long time, but it seems to be making a comeback. And I don't know if this is pandemic related as well, is when they come in to the conversation, they are actually asking to talk to you as well, um, to, to not just text it, but to have a phone call. Nope. So it's moving from <laughs> messaging. And some people were thinking, well, because they want the phone call, it is actually le- legit, right? Oh, yeah. And then you get on the phone call and and once again, it's like, well, can I talk to your partner? Uh, well, no, she's busy. They're busy. Um, it's like, all right, so why are you calling? <laughs> you know? And again, yeah. another another way to kind of weed them out is usually to say, yes, please send me $1,300 over Venmo or PayPal or EMT um, right away. I think the thing to remember- and again, they're, Sorry. I, would, I think the thing to remember too is, is that if somebody is calling you and they're in labor, they shouldn't be calling you. Like if this is a real person that is, you know, that is looking for doula services, they're not going to be calling you in labor. Okay. Unless you've had prior contact with them before, right. Unless you've had an interview or whatnot with them before. And maybe, cause I think you had this once where you interviewed with somebody and they're like, yeah, no, we're fine. And then they called you in labor going, oh my God, like we're not fine. Right. But I yeah. think, I think if somebody is calling you out of the blue in labor, you're not the person they should be talking to. They need to be talking to 911, their midwife or their doctor. Like not triage, triage. yeah, in some other city or town. What the hell? There's doulas everywhere. Why are they calling you? That's the key. Why are they calling you? And why are you engaging in that? Like, I'd be like, if there's somebody from, say, you know, um, Oakville or whatever, and calls me in Toronto to say, you know, hey, we're in labor, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you need to contact, you need to go to the nearest hospital. Like you need, do you have a midwife? Do you have a doctor? Those are the people you need to be calling, not me. That makes no sense, right? And I get, yeah, you're in labor and things are scary and, you know, then you need to be calling 911, not me. So And feel free to say that to them. Yeah, absolutely. And shut that shit down and don't engage. I think the more we engage with this, the more it happens and that's, you don't want that. I don't want that. I mean, maybe somebody does, but I don't want that. Well, I think this is, it's important to point out too that um, there actually is a, some crossover in doulas who are also sex workers. So sure. I don't know if it started there or if it just happened to overlap and it worked out for everybody. Um, but I don't know, maybe that's part of it. Is, is there a place, is there a listing where someone can find someone? Well, here's the thing. There's people who are doulas and there's people who are doulas and sex workers. But even if you're a doula and a sex worker, bitch, you are not getting that for free. And 100%. <laughs> I mean, even if you do this for a living, you're not giving it away for free. Screw that. How, how does that make monetary sense? 
How does that make business sense? It does, it does not. And that, but they just keep coming, don't they? And that's no, no pun intended there. Um, it just, <laughs> it, it just keeps coming. Um, and I, you know what? It is welcome to doula world. I'm sorry that you are now, you would think that doula work that seems so, it is elevated. It is pure commitment to families who are growing bodies, who are growing babies. You would think it would be, you'd be left out of this, but no, you're not. So another fetishist um, was someone contacted me many moons ago, again, for what appeared to be breastfeeding support. Um, I hadn't thought but of it that wasn't one. Breastfeeding support. And you know, remember this, there was a couple of back and forth there until finally they said, what I'm actually looking for is a, um, and they finally they became very honest about it. And I said, I wasn't able to help with that, but that they were looking for a uh, mutually beneficial breastfeeding relationship with um, a breastfeeding person who could not pump for them. He actually wanted to breastfeed from them. Um, he wanted to be nurtured and breastfed, um, comforted, hugged, held, all of those things um, for one hour a week. He wanted to set this up. Just one um, hour no a week. Sex. He was very clear. One hour a week, he wanted to have an hour's time with somebody who was nursing, who had ample supply to hold him, lay down with him, breastfeed him, and have him cuddle them. Um, and again, that's a fetishist. It's a it was a need for this person. They, they did reach out. I mean, they re reached out over Craigslist, but, um, well, right there. And I mean, that, like, yeah, they found my doula information on, on Craigslist and reached out that way, but, uh, never advertise on Craigslist. After a couple of back and forths, they did finally come clean and it wasn't, I didn't have to like act ignorant or anything like that. They did come clean. They did tell me what they were looking for. And I did let them know that's nothing that I have any insight into. Um, and uh, I, I guess that was back when, that was very early on in, in like internet life too. So people weren't, when uh, people weren't, didn't have channels to access things that fulfilled that, I don't think. I mean, how, where would you even go to say, excuse me, I would like to um, fulfill a nurturing need I have to be breastfed and held by a naked woman. Uh, but no sex is required. Um, no penetrative sex, I should point out. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's all different type of fetishists out there that I guess birth work, nurturing work could be misconstrued as being able to supply you with. But yeah, I, I do want everyone to stay safe though. So if you, even if you are getting paid for it, my concern of course is that then they have also found you. Um, yeah, you know, some people like to believe that there's a relationship going on that isn't going on, and we even have these boundaries with standard doula clients. I think some, um, I, I have many clients who become friends, mm -hmm. and I like that. But other times, there's just almost like this clear, like you've come, you've come together, you've achieved what you wanted to achieve together, and then it naturally ends its phase with you. Um, and then there's other people who I believe it's naturally ended its phase, but that they believe we are ongoing besties. And, you know, I always, I'm always kind. I am always kind. Um, 
but it was never someone where in my life it would be like, yeah, I can see us being friends. And there's other doulas where I'm like, or other clients where even today, someone asked me to, to share a message on their page of a funny memory together. And I thought of this one client was a cabbage or pirate patch baby because her mom kept sending her these pretty frilly outfits with the matching headband with like the big flower on it and stuff like that. And every time we'd open up this new package that would arrive, I was her postpartum doula. She would open the package and she's like, what are we going to do with this one? And then we opened up this one outfit and she managed to, it was a darker color. I think it was like blue, but it was still a dress and she managed to fix it up. So she looked like a pirate and she pulled the headband down and she put it across the baby's eye. So it looked like a patch and she's like, pirate patch, baby. That's what we got here. <laughs> Instead of a cabbage patch kid, it's a pirate patch kid. And you know, you, you get with people like that. It's like, oh my God, you got the same humor as me. And you know, you're going to maintain a relationship with this person. So I guess there's maybe some people assume that we don't have boundaries. Yeah. I, when I, I've always managed to try, I mean, try and maintain professional boundaries if possible, but yes, I mean, I certainly do have, um, people that I'm Facebook friends with, but Facebook friends is different than real life friends, right? We're in-person friends. Um, so yeah, I mean, in that case, it's just, it's just, it's just that kind of acquaintance where, you know, and I don't mind it because then I get to see, you know, this baby growing and this, and this becoming a kid and all of this stuff. So I, I don't necessarily mind that too much, but I also don't on Facebook, don't share things like my kids and not absolutely not anymore. Um, and things like that. So there is sort of a boundary sort of there still. I mean, they know of my kids and whatnot. And if we chat sort of off Facebook, like in Facebook Messenger or something, like I don't give a ton of details and stuff like that. So I do kind of maintain that kind of back offishness. Yeah. Um, so that I can sort of keep that boundary, if that makes sense. I think that makes a ton of sense, especially before you know how things will unfold with somebody like any relationship. Oh, absolutely. Now, have you got any of the money scams? I think I, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, in the beginning, um, I got somebody who was, uh, they were from out of the country and they wanted to wire money to me and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, that sounds a little fishy. So my sort of, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck kind of went up and my, my instincts were like, nope, run away. And I've always trusted my instincts and said, yeah, you know, this isn't going to work for me. Now I know that you have clients from out of country. Um, yes. And you were always like, no, that probably is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? There's just something in my gut <laughs> that said no. Um, so no, <laughs> if your gut says no, <laughs> then it's no. And you can't rational, you don't have to rationalize it. You're just like, yep, nope, I'm good. And I think I passed, I think I said, you know, I'm sorry, I can't help you, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think I just said I, my calendar was full or something like that. I, I certainly, I wasn't rude or anything to them, but um, I just said there wasn't anything I could do to help them out. Yeah, I have, so I have 
Um, and it's, I think it just starts, you know, when you, like any community, you are often a doula for one person. And then, so your name gets passed around. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a, well, not right now, obviously, but um, what's it called? A birth vacationism where people will come here. They want to come here. They have family here, or um, there's, there's a resource that Canada offers. So they will come here uh, close to their time of birth usually within six weeks or so of their birthing time and plan to birth here and to stay here, generally speaking, for another six weeks. Um, their child will then have citizenship here and they are looking to, that, that is basically what they're coming for. They want citizenship so their kids can be considered for schools here often later on. Like they're, mm -hmm. this is pre-planning. This is oh, yeah. serious planning for options for your kids. And uh, so I'll have quite a few clients who come here from Africa, from Saudi, um, it, to have to have their baby here. And so it's not uncommon for me to get phone calls from very strange uh, area codes or emails that have or, or like .co.uk or whatever. And the key really there is we can talk about gut all the time, and that really is a good way to go. Because even if you're wrong. You trusted your gut, you reinforced it, reinforced your gut, you know, everyone's happy, everything worked out fine. But it doesn't take away from the fact that you often get um, the, the money scams, these actual true money scams. And the way they usually work, if you're watching, is you'll get a nice little email that says, I'm moving to Canada mm -hmm. from another country. They're not usually saying I'm coming to birth. That's a big difference between... Yes. The honesty of one client who will call and say, I'm coming to Canada to birth, not to live, um, and would like services from this date to this date. And they're usually very clear, very upfront with their money, and they're sending direct money. Mm -hmm. That is also another key. Someone offers to send you money is different than offering to send you a cashier's check, a fake cashier's check. And that's usually the way it goes. So they'll, you send, they send an email, you send them back, letting them know what your rates are. Um, and next thing you know, they'll say, great, you'll get, uh, you'll receive some mail, actual mail in an envelope with um, so right coming there, from you this know person. You know, it's a scam if somebody's yeah. sending something in the mail. They're sending it in the mail. It's not going to come from their name that's, that's calling, the name that's popped up or the name that they have. Um, and usually after they say, okay, I've sent that, but now what I need is your full name, address, and social insurance number so that I can do a background check on you. Nope. No. No. You can offer some families it's reasonable to ask for a police check. And I, I'm will, like, if you, and I will get that done and forward that to you. That's right. And you will pay for it. Yes. If you're wanting a, a police check, I have no problem with it, but I'm not taking the $35 out of my account to go have it done. You know? Yep. Um, and I will happily send that to you, but I will not give you my SIN number. I will not even give you my full address mm -hmm. because you don't need that. You contacted me. But how I are didn't they sending you the cashier's check if they don't have your full address? Um, oh, that's a good question. But you can send it to a PO box too. I always recommend, so I, I had some boundaries issues many moons ago. So like, I'm going to say like 20 years ago, um, Roger and I, it was before, no, this was when I was with Roger. So how long have I been married to him? Yeah, about 20 years. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> Do we need to ask Roger? I don't know. Yeah, it'll be 21 years this year. So, 
but no, it was after we had Abby, Roger, privacy wise, was very concerned about the fact that my address was on so many things, like like on um, doula match and stuff like when when the first doula match came out and everything and listings were coming out online he had great concerns so he asked me to stop using our address and to use a p.o box instead for anything relating to to clients he's like you share very personal things with people people share very personal things with you and they might feel that they have the right to know where you live so use a p.o box yeah um again it's very easy to find out where someone lives now anyway but mm -hmm. If, if you want to create that one level of security for yourself, please get a PO box. But uh, yeah, if they're sending you a check, they don't need to send you a check. So they don't need your address, right? Um, so what usually ends up happening if you get that far is they will send you a fake cashier's check um, for an amount that is more than your fee. And then they'll message you and say, and a typo was made, please go cash that check and take your amount and send me back the difference, right? So most people will go put it into their account. Oh, usually um, you can do it through a teller, you can do it through online, like you're going to be, what do you call it? Or you can even scan it on your phone now. You can scan yeah. checks on your phone and have it deposited to your account. But there's but a delay, course, there's a delay. Right. There's a delay. Um, before they find out it's a fake account because it's from overseas and you've now sent back say they overpaid you by $400 by accident you've sent them $400 back mm -hmm. and then your bank alerts you to the fact that it was a fake check and so all of that money is coming back out yeah you not only lost your money but you lost the the money that you sent back yeah right so that is basically how the how the the money scam works and so the key things are is often they will ask for your SIN number. So they'll try and go even further than the, the check and they'll ask for your SIN number and see if they can't throw that out to a different set of people who will then try to steal your identity or fuck around with you, right? Yeah. Or flag you or anything like that. So if anyone asks for your SIN number, say no. I mean, there's nowhere, nowhere in the world that you really need someone else's SIN number. No. You know, no, I can get you, you don't even need it for a credit check. You can get a credit check yourself with your name and your information on it without giving away your SIN and you can show it to somebody who's looking for a credit check for you. Same thing goes for a police check. Anything along those lines, you do not need to give your SIN number. Please don't give your SIN number. My, my wonderful, wonderful doulas. Don't do that. What's the equivalent in the, in the, in the U.S. to a SIN number? Do they have like a birth identification, a social insurance number? They do, but I don't know. Is it called a SIN number as well? I don't think it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough American people. That's going to bother me now. I'm going to have to ask my cousin. Yeah. If you if you know, please let us know. <laughs> you can email us at thecrypaddictools at gmail.com. <clears throat> so the, the last kind of creepy one... Um, which I haven't had in a couple years is the, sorry, I texted the wrong number. Um, What's that all about? So it's not birth related. It's usually post birth related. Someone will message and say, um, 
they'll complain about breastfeeding or they'll complain about their perineum or they'll complain about circumcision or cleaning up after a circumcision or things yeah like po like Ew. baby related things baby related things oh. so it'll start with a text but they won't say hey i'm looking to engage a postpartum doula i have questions about this and this they'll actually start with saying oh sorry i sent that to the wrong number um you'll be like okay then, next yeah exactly do not engage because what happens is they're like um they start the conversations it's like instead of because they, they send something that is kind of birthy postpartum related and then because you're a doula your initial reply is oh are you looking for information on that i mean it's a coincidence that you happen just happen to mistype one number and get me but it's not a coincidence they're looking to engage in conversation that regards circumcision breastfeeding diaper changes so now we're moving into fetishism that relates to children Stop. no 100 no Exactly. Um, and these ones never come through Facebook. I've got none through Facebook. I've got a couple through my phone. So through texting. And back. Oh, you're like out. Hold on. You're kind <laughs> of frozen. You're kind of frozen. You need to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Which part did I miss? Uh, the, the last 30. Don't engage. Yeah, don't engage. Okay. Do not engage. These are people who are who are looking to engage with fetishist behavior in regards to children. Yeah, no, that right there. Yeah, and it does not usually, I've never had it come through Facebook Messenger. I've had birth related ones come through Messenger, but the these ones, um, I even got a picture. It started once with a picture being sent to me of a nipple that had obviously been nursed upon with a rabid child. And I don't know where they found it. They could have pulled it up off a line or whatever. And they sent it to me and they're like, oh, like Joanne, uh, look at what he's doing to me. And uh, yeah, that's how that started. How you doing, Kim? Y'all right over there? I'm going to vomit <laughs> like this. Ugh, I can't even can't not. And yet it is, it really is. It's one of the, this is something that would be great to, for trainers to bring up in, in trainings too is you know letting the students be aware of this because i think you know when you're fresh out of the gate and you're so keen. Someone wants to, yes you're so keen and someone messaged me <laughs> exactly and it's um i don't want to take the thunder from someone it's like yeah if someone reaches out to you believe initially that they are reaching out for support because there's a lot of people who need support but be aware of these things here One you know and what you can do you know what's what what do uh, our lovely ladies on my favorite murder say fuck politeness you don't have to be polite you can right. be you are in no way obligated to be polite to anybody ever yeah. no you're not um, who is trying to engage you without consent in a conversation that has nothing to do with your work it does not get you paid it is and without consent 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 is without consent yeah. Um, someone is trying to benefit from your work um, in a seedy kind of way. And I say seedy because they're lying about their intention. I don't care if you have a fetishist for birth work. Go for it. You know, find but yourself a girlfriend who's a birth it. worker who wants to who wants to engage with you like that. You yeah. know? They when, it comes, to, when not... it comes to babies and children, you can go to hell. You can go yeah. fuck right off to hell. 
Yes, and you, you also can, for as much as, I mean, you can block them. That's a very quick way to do it. You can also save that, especially if they have a tendency to come back and try and engage conversation more than once, save the number and report it to the police. Sure. You can do that. It doesn't matter where it comes from. Even if it looks like it comes from outside of Canada, save the number, report to police that you're getting someone trying to engage you in discussions about babies. Babies. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it's, just, it, it's, it's very look, there's there's adult fetishism. You do you when you bring a baby or a child into that, you can fuck right off and go to hell. I hope you rot in hell. Sorry, I have I'm not even there. That makes me so upset. I can completely understand that. So how do you keep yourself safe? judiciously use your block button um you know do it i have but i think i have more blocked numbers than i actually have numbers in my actual contacts yeah especially i don't like because you. I, I don't like you i don't like you no especially um, because i've what was it yesterday i got seven seven fake phone calls wanting to arrest me and send me to jail for not paying my taxes or something like that I, I swear to god i would like somebody to actually be on the other end instead of having a robocall can you just actually call me and i'll be like yeah come get me because i am quite happy to go sit in jail for a while and get a rest from my actual life so <laughs> come come and get me i'll be waiting uh, in the door with my bags you know someone might actually legitimately be being trying trying to get in touch with me as soon as I hear that delay and then the robo voice start, I hang up. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's a scam, if it's the school calling to tell me my kid missed school, whatever it is, if it's a robo call, I hang up. Like, yeah. I don't have time to listen to this. You know, like have a person call me or you don't get my, you don't get my interest. I don't care if it's Bell offering to give me a free phone and iPad. <laughs> you know what? If you're robo calling me, you obviously don't actually want to talk, talk to me. You want to talk at me. Yeah. So. It's funny, the a couple of weeks ago when I was getting like 10 of those, they also included, um, and this was when my uncle was in the hospital and I was waiting for doctors to call. So I was answering yeah. like every goddamn one. Yesterday, I didn't. Like when I saw it was the same three digits of my phone number, I didn't even answer it because that's also the key. When the numbers are the first three digits of your number, that's how they're getting you. Yeah. In intermixed amongst these like Service Canada, you're going to be arrested uh, robocalls. I got a couple of um, duck cleaning. And of course, I've just said it in front of my phone. So there more will come now. But yeah. the poor second guy that called and I was at my wits end, like this was four o'clock in the afternoon. I've got he was like the 10th call. I'm like, Fuck up. and I like screamed into my phone and you can't hang up with a vengeance anymore on a smartphone. Like no. just pushing that red button does not give the same level of venom that slamming a phone down onto its receiver does. You, it's just not the same. There should be a way to, so Apple do this, have like two off buttons, one hang up with a vengeance, one just simply hang up. Can we do that? Can somebody do that? I'm all for that. I would, I would be all for that. I like that. 
I like that a lot. I mean, I felt sorry for that poor guy who's like just trying to make a buck. <laughs> I'm like basically telling him where to stick his duck cleaning services. There you go. Oh, uh, another way to stay safe, though, <laughs> besides telling someone to fuck the fuck off, um, <laughs> the double fuck off. Uh, so someone, let's say someone called you, right? And you're suspecting, well, no matter who it is, you want to set up a meeting with that person. Now, these days we're all online, right? Mm -hmm. But insist before any services move forward that this be visual. Mm -hmm. So say, as soon as I receive, if you, if you want to have an interview about this, because your person is not in labor, you just, you're inquiring about services. Great. Uh, in two hours time, we'll have a zoom call um, for a little interview. It'll get to know each other and see if we're a good fit. Um, and you expect to see both partners there, right? Um, that's step one, because often that will weed them out. And step two is ensuring that, like you said, um, they're in the same area as you, right? There should be some connection or some way for them to, to say that they are, that how they found you, right? Yeah. How did you find me? You know, having that information on hand, not just did a random search for a doula and you came up, even though I'm in Arizona and you're in uh, Canada, right? Yeah. There are doulas in Arizona. Tell there you. are doulas. There are doulas in Saudi, wherever you are, there's doulas close to you who would be able to offer you better resource. Although I might be able to help you through your birth because birth is universal. I bet there are certain cultural things, community things that are the norm for you that can be held up by somebody who lives closer to you. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not that I want to give away money either, but honestly, resource wise, you know what? If someone's having a birth at St. Mike's, I'm sending them to you, Kim, because you know the ins and outs there. You know, if even hospital to hospital, the cultures are slightly different. Never mm -hmm. mind county to county, country to country. Oh yeah, for sure. Now, if they've agreed to that, and I do this anyway, if someone comes to me through Facebook and they've agreed to have a Zoom call in two hours or whatever to have a little interview, I still go and I look, I look up their profile. When did they join Facebook? Mm -hmm. How many friends do they have? Do we have any groups in common? You know, if someone just joined before they, like within a week or so before they called me, I'll call and cancel that interview. It's like, yeah. no, not at all. If you that's, only that's joined Facebook profile. to find a doula, it's a fake profile, exactly. Um, and people, just because you have a public profile doesn't mean people are entitled to your time. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, you can still pick and choose who you interact with on your, on your, it's, it's all your time. It's all your time. So again, fuck politeness. If it, does, if it doesn't sit comfortably with you, even if you're brand new and I know you want to talk to people, I know. don't do it. I know. Don't do it. And, and, I, and I don't want and you then to finally, do it. I, I don't want them to do it because I don't want them to get, I don't want new doulas to get jaded by this. Like, yes, new doulas are easy targets for these people, but- don't engage and don't get discouraged that this is all that's going to happen to you. If this happens to you more than once in the beginning, there are people out there that will use your services. There are good people out there that, that 
really would benefit from doula services. And that's probably going to be you. So hang in there. Don't let these assholes discourage you from doing a job that you could potentially love and thrive in. Absolutely. It's just due diligence. It, it's, it really is just taking care of yourself, you know, being it's mindful so guard. that you can enjoy the client. Yeah. So I, it is just, you know, it, it doesn't even, cause I don't think it discourages me when I get them. It's like, Oh, there's another one. No, but we've you know been I mean? at this, we've been at this for a while. Right. I mean, we've been, we're, we're jaded to the point where, you know, we are, we look at things with a more cautious eye, but when we were brand new, you know, if this came out, we'd be like, Ooh, great. Somebody contacted me. Ooh, how exciting is that? <laughs> yeah. And then to find out that they actually are a fetishist and trying to engage you in a non-consensual relationship discussion. Um, I can see how that could be really disheartening. Mm-hmm. So do, I, I really hope that a lot of the doulas who are newer coming into this or just newer to having this scam pulled on them. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't put any information out there that was not appropriate or anything like that. It is literally a luck of the draw. Someone will sign in, create a profile, do a search for doula or for any of the birth related things and whatever order in which they come up is what they get. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for a doula. So here's the good news. They found one, which means other people will find one who actually want your services you know? And finally, just because I like to cover all bases, they've agreed to a Zoom call. They have, you know, they have a, what looks like a reasonable Facebook presence, but if it's still not sitting right with you, Google their name. Mm-hmm. If the name that they supplied you has been, because doulas talk, oh, if yeah. it has been listed as one of the doula scams, usually if it doesn't get flagged on Facebook, when you do a search for their name, on Facebook, it'll usually get, you'll see it comes up on some sort of chat board that is through Google. Um, or you'll just find their LinkedIn link and you'll be like, oh, awesome. They're actually, you know, gainfully employed too. Look at that. <laughs> you can actually afford me. Woo-hoo. That's right. Now, if you don't want someone to know you checked them, don't actually click the LinkedIn link because they can see who, ch- who checked them out. But uh, you can see that they are on there. So that is my dual of wisdom around fetishist behaviorists trying to engage you without consent and without sharing money with you and staying safe from money scams. Because the money scams, I mean, they, they get smart and then they revamp and they come up with different, you know, scripts and stuff. So if you're ever, ever, ever unsure, post it to the, uh, the Facebook uh, Pragmatic Doulas group. We've got lots of people who would, uh, you know, offer feedback. Sure. You know, come onto the page, throw it out there or tag us in it at, um, what would be a good tag for this? Doula scams. Like it's, yeah, that's right. And tag uh, the pragmatic doulas IG or whatever. And uh, well, I'm sure lots of people would weigh in Mm -hmm. and be able to offer some guidance if you're unsure whether you should pursue something or not. Yep. And yeah, if there's a new scam, tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I got an email. Did I get the email? Yeah, I got an email the other day. I can't remember which email account, but it was like, you know, Nigerian prince just died. Blah, blah. I'm like, sorry, we're still using that one. What the, how old school are you? Honestly. Exactly. 
Yeah, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think we know that one already. You need to move on and revamp. But that's just it. They do get, especially the money ones, they do get more sophisticated. They do get more, um, they do evolve and and whatnot. So yeah, it's okay to just be a little bit on your guard and, you know, just to protect yourself. It's, it's important mm-hmm. because, I mean, let's be honest, you know, 99% of us are women or identify, you know, um, not as men. So we're, we're a target. So we have to protect ourselves. So I think it's important when we do see, you know, these doula scams and whatnot being brought up on Facebook, it's important for us as a community to protect ourselves. Hey, this is what's happening now. Be on the lookout. This is, this is how they found me. Be on the lookout. We have to protect ourselves as a group. We do. And I'm really thankful that so many people are doing so that it keeps coming up or even with with jest like someone will post hey i'm new to the group i got my first scammer sure um yeah but look out for all the different ways it comes and i think a lot of people don't necessarily know about the the i texted you by accident one um i did not know about that one yeah and it's pretty gross um and it's horrible so be on the lookout for that too it's not just a new parent who accidentally come came across your number they're trying to engage in conversation yeah wow so much what a day what a day but you know what it is all just one piece of the big doula puzzle of all the awesome stuff we get to do all the families we get to see you know it's this is big work it's important work it's tiring work but we can do it can do it you can do it duffy moon So what are you doing with the rest of your day today, Kim? Mm, I don't know yet. I've got I've got lots of stuff on my plate, but um, I don't know. I got yesterday. I got kind of into a, a vehicle car altercation. Um, somebody trying to run me off the road, basically after I accident accidentally cut them off. Um, and that's shaken me a little bit. I can't quite remove that from my brain yet. So I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. But anyways, he's lucky I didn't stop because I'm pretty sure I was so fired up at that point. I would have punched him in the nuts. Like I would have, I would have physically assaulted him. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't condone violence. I really don't. Um, but I was really on edge at that point. I mean, I, this pandemic has put me on edge for a lot of things anyways. Um, but I had just left a very stressful situation and yes. I didn't need his, you know, male bullshit. You know, I got a big fancy car. Well, we all know what that means. He have a small penis. So I'm just going to punch in your nuts, which are probably bigger than your penis anyways. So I thought I, but I didn't physical car maneuvering. Thankfully, my dad taught me how my dad. So here's your Frankism for the day. My dad um, is the one that taught me how to drive. I did take driving lessons through the school, but um, my dad was kind of the one that taught me how to drive. And I think our first lesson really was, okay, you are going to drive like everybody's out to get you. 
Yes. So <laughs> I have learned to be, um, you know, a pretty defensive driver and, you know, cautious of things around me. And I think really in another lifetime, I would have been a race car driver because I actually cool. enjoy driving kind of like a maniac. Um, I had one time where uh, some guy cut me off and then was like all up in my grill while I'm driving. Well, I didn't have anything to do that day. <laughs> and we were on the 401. I was coming home from the chiropractors. I fucking followed that guy <laughs> until Allen Road. I was in Pickering and I followed that guy to Allen. Weaving in and out of cars and he was weaving in and out of cars to try and get away from me. <laughs> oh, Jesus it was great. It was the best. I had one girl... I'm a terrible driver. I'm terrible for this. I had one girl cut me off and I was just coming home from work and I was kind of in like a pissed off mood. And uh, she, she cut me again. She cut me off and then like gave me the finger. Fuck that noise. So I, again, I followed her. Now, thankfully we were all going in the same direction. I was on my way home. It was Eglinton and I followed her so close, scared the living shit out of her. She ended up pulling into at Kennedy station, pulling into the bus area where the buses go. I'm so bad, but she fucking, she gave me the finger. You cut me off and then gave me the finger. What the hell? So you're gonna, you can't do that. You can't be mean like that when you're driving. So here's your lesson for the day. You brought that shit on yourself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, scared the living crap out of her. <laughs> so bad. I don't care. It's the little things. Okay. The little things it's that get things. me through the day. <laughs> you and your confident driving. I don't call it defensive. I call it confident. Yeah. It's confident driving. Yeah. You, know, you have to be aware of your space and then you're confident in your space. One percent. You know? That car so is an extension can, of you. So it is. And today I had the same thing. I was in three lanes. So I dropped Xander off at his college. My two of my kids are both in college for the same thing. Okay. They're in the trades program for welding, but one went to Humber North and one went to Sheridan North. One's in Toronto and one's in Brampton. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so I drive Xander to school in the morning and then I go north and I drive across Steeles to get Abby to school. Oh my God. And it is today, and it's always busy in the morning because so many transport trucks use that, right? Yes. So I, I, there was a transport truck in front of me as I was pulling up, there's, or coming to a light and I can see a transport truck in front of me in the middle lane, one to the right. And, but there was not one in the left. So instead of waiting for these two transport trucks to get up to speed when it turns green, I put on my signal and went into the, to the left lane because three lanes wide. Mm. And I looked, I looked over my shoulder. There was no one there, had my signal on and I moved over. Next thing I know, there's some asshole. And I just thought out of the corner of my eye that after I had looked, signaled looked again and he wasn't there he had flown out from a couple cars back and was rushing forward to yep. get into that the front of that third lane and he tried to give me a hard time him and his big shiny black truck 
So when we pulled ahead, he of course weaved out beside me and like came close to my car and then pulled away from my car. And it's like, really dickhead? You were the one who came out of your lane without a signal mm-hmm. and decided that you needed to go 80 kilometers an hour to rush to the front of this lane where there was a fucking red light. Exactly. So I didn't cut you off. You literally rushed to a red light when my signal was on and I was already coming over. So suck my dick. Um, 100%. 100%. Or as my daughter would say, suck my nuts. There you go. (laughs) Both of them. Both the nuts. Thank you, Allie. You said you said nuts before, not balls. She does say balls a lot. Bollocks. Bob bag. So what am I doing today? I don't know. What are you doing today? It's the busy day. So two kids go to school within 20 minutes of each other. So I did the drop off already. Podcasting with my lovely Kimberly today. Allie as her wingman, wing lady, wing person. when we are done, I'm going back up to grab Abby from her school because she ends at one and coming back home. And then I have a prenatal with a client online, a little sort of birth planning session. Mm-hmm. This is a client who I've spoken with and she is one of, she is a person who is like choosing to not have a birth plan is a choice, right? And I said, absolutely. Choosing to not have that. And she's like, so I want to choose to not have a birth plan. What I do want to know is kind of what to expect. So we're going to have a what, instead of a birth planning session, we're going to have a what to expect plan. Yeah. Yeah. She just wants to know kind of the inner workings of what she can expect when she arrives and um, things that might be offered to her and the pros and cons of kind of, or the, you know, it could go left, it could go right. How do you feel about both? Um, So we're just going to have a really laid back conversation about that. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'm driving my mom home. And after driving my mom home, I'm making dinner. And then after I'm making dinner, I'm picking up Xander. Wow. And then everyone's going to leave me the fuck alone. There you go. Yes. <laughs> I've done my duty. Screw off everybody. Correct. And I, I already put this burning. I put uh, a bunch of uh, curry beef stew in the crock pot. So everyone can just serve themselves and, and we'll be good to go. Excellent. Make some rice and you're good. Good. Excellent. Are you having eat out night tonight? It's Thursday. And so what's on the list for your eat out tonight? I don't know. We'll have to have the conversation. I don't have to work, so it doesn't have to be something fast. We can do something different. Um, But I have three young adults who won't be able to make a decision and decide. Oh, you're a young adult. She's a teenager. Sorry. She's in the room with me. She's not usually here. She's not taking responsibility. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I have three humans that live in my house that will have three completely different thought processes on it. And I'll be going, can someone just decide, you know, we did last Saturday, actually last Saturday, no, the Saturday before we actually had, I think I told you we had like a, we had like an Uber night. So like everybody got to order whatever Uber they Uber eats they wanted. Um, so will Thomas did not have uh, Taco Bell, like I thought he would, he actually had wings. Um, and then two were, two of them were Indian food, Thai food. Um, and what did I have? Oh, I had Thai as well, just a different place, (laughs) but I had to close because it was at the mall. So I had to order it like at three o'clock in the afternoon. So I had to reheat it, but oh my God, was it good Thai express? Uh, What was it? 
the general Tao Thai Express at the mall. Okay. And what did Will and Allie order? What did you guys have? Do you remember? You had this iced tea that was Thai iced tea, um, which was which is like creamy, um, as a as opposed to like clear. Yeah, it was almost like a, a cold latte, caramel latte, um, which was interesting. And you got it yesterday too, didn't you? you different place though. Um, right and. I had some. Gross. Not your, not your cup of tea. Well, no, it tasted like it tasted like cold coffee, but with like a lot of cream. Um, and then he said, "You guys only got like eighty percent sweetness, but they also had like one hundred percent sweetness or or maximum sweetness. Isn't that a hundred? Like, what the hell is beyond a hundred percent? It's just a sugar. It's just a sugar lick. You're just like ah." Sucking on a, a big chunk of sugar. I don't understand. I didn't understand that. It was less sugary than the one we got on Saturday. Oh, no, it was gross. I didn't. It was not my thing. I was not for me. I'm not a big sweet person, though. Anyways, that, that was us. <laughs> I'm rambling now. Um, better go. Okay. One more question. Yes. What was that pizza place you recommended last week that was about Mississauga? I think, my pizza night. I think the website was feedyourdragon.com. Okay. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. It's in the, if you go back, scroll back, it's in the thing. <laughs> um, I think it's feedyourdragon.com and they are still open because we saw it on um, uh, You Gotta Eat Here on the Food Network mm-hmm. with John Cacciucci. God, I love that show. Um, and, but every now and then it's like, oh, that sounds like a really good place. And you look it up and it's closed, but they are still open. We looked them up. They are still open, but they are in Mississauga. So we won't be having it. Um, but yeah, I think it's feedyourdragon.com. Cool. I'm going to have order that tomorrow night for pizza night and I will report back. All right, cool. Excellent. All right. So hopefully Suzanne will be with us next week. If you have any doula scams, doula doula safety tips that you want to send us uh you can email them to the pragmatic doulas at gmail.com or you can hit us up on instagram or you can hit us up on twitter not that i think we have like 11 followers on twitter um and of course there's facebook as well if anybody actually still uses it besides trolling people and being generally rude to one another all good all right have a good one. So now all you got to do is rate, review, and subscribe. That's all. That's it. You know, please. That's nobody, it. we don't do, nobody does that anymore. Please do it. But please do it. Because we believe in you. Do We're it. not scamming you. Do it. Do it. We are here. <laughs> we are here to make your life better. So, yeah. Anyways, there we go. Have a good Have one. Have a great afternoon. Have stay a great safe. week. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Don't be an asshole. Right. Bye. Thank you.